Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. What was that streaking across the sky last night? Around 9 p.m., many residents of O'Fallon, Missouri, heard a loud boom. Karen Schutman was one. It was so weird. We heard it and we looked at each other and thought, oh, what the heck was that? And at first we thought it was in the house. It, that's how close it sounded. We, um, we started looking, you know, did something fall off the deck? So Mario went outside and looked around and we couldn't find anything. And then we thought, oh, natural gas explosion, maybe. Or, or, or was that an earthquake? Remember, we had an earthquake um, in this area a few years ago. It was just, it was just really strange. Moments after that boom, across the metro area, a bright light seemed to fall from space almost into our backyard. People from Nebraska to Illinois got a glimpse, but nowhere did it seem to burn as bright as in St. Louis. Joining us by phone today to explain the science behind this magical event is Will Snyder. He's the manager of the James S. McDonald Planetarium at the St. Louis Science Center. Will, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's great to be here. So what exactly did we see last night in the sky? Oh, boy. Well, you've probably heard a lot of different words flying around. Certainly meteor. People say fireball. That sounds really exciting. And if you want to get technical, it's called a bolide meteor, which basically just means it's a larger-than-average meteor that can put on that cool light display that everyone's been talking about. And what is a meteor? Not to be too stupid here, but is this a shooting star? Or that's not what it is at all. (laughs) Well, uh, many people call meteors a shooting star. And that's, you know, when you wish upon a shooting star or anything like that. That's we're all talking about the same thing. But what a really a shooting star or a meteor is. Well, number one, it's not a star at all. But really what it is is actually almost uninteresting. We're talking little tiny pieces of rock or debris, maybe even as small as a piece of dust that burn up and get superheated in the Earth's atmosphere as we move through space. So what causes it to have the kind of exciting effect that we saw last night? Is this these these pieces of rocks and dust, something happens to them? or? Yes, absolutely. And in this case, what we got to see was a little extra special. Most shooting stars or meteor are, you know, those faint streaks of light that we think of overhead. When we talk about a fireball or a bolide, the reason it puts on an extra special show is we're talking something a bit larger. Now, not a huge rock or a big boulder or anything, but maybe you know, pebble-sized, a little bit larger, small chunk of debris that is, since it's a little larger, it gets superheated in the atmosphere and can put on that large streak and even get to have that sonic boom that we got to hear, too. So what causes that boom? Is that just part of the movement through space? Yeah, so the one thing we want to remember is, you know, right now, we're all moving. As the Earth is turning and as we're orbiting in our orbit around the sun and the solar system, we're always moving here. And the Earth, at predictable times throughout the year, will pass through trails of debris left behind from rocks or asteroids and mostly comets that left behind a little bit of trail of debris for us to pass through. And as we move through it, we're traveling fast. And the speed of sound is a little over 700 miles per hour. But an average meteor that comes through our atmosphere can be traveling thousands of miles per hour, leading to breaking the sound barrier and those big booms that people heard. So what would account for hearing it in, say, O'Fallon, but maybe not in other parts of the St. Louis area? A lot of different things can come into play. Um, We definitely had some weather going on yesterday, as we're all aware, and atmospheric conditions really do play into how far that boom will travel. Uh, Just recently, I've seen within the last hour or two, they've put out the track of the meteor 
uh, pretty much you know what direction it was traveling as it passed uh, over North St. Louis. And how close you were to that actual path would have made a big difference in terms of how loud that boom would have been or if you heard it at all. Okay. Now, I saw some people this morning talking about going out to look for a crater. Do we ever see a point of impact from meteors like this or bolides, uh, as the scientific term seems to be? Now, you would need a big meteor for that to happen to us. And once it would make it to the Earth, we would officially call it a meteorite at this point. As far as I'm aware, I haven't heard any confirmed sightings of, say, a crater or even just small fragments, which is much more likely what it would be from everything that I've seen. The display we saw last night really wouldn't have been something big enough that you'd have this big impact crater on the ground or anything that we would be worried about. Historically, is that something that has ever happened because one of these meteors becomes a meteorite, hits the Earth? And certainly that is true. I mean, just looking at our moon, our close neighbor up in the sky, we can see lots of impact craters in the past, most of which are relatively old. If you go back in time, the early solar system was a shooting gallery with you know, rocks and meteors flying around. Thankfully for us as humans, things have calmed down. But even relatively recently, if you go back to the turn of the 20th century, there was something called the Tunguska event that happened over Siberia and Russia. And it was a relatively large meteor. Maybe some people think a comet that exploded over the tundra, flattening trees in all directions. And the reason I bring that up today is many people actually attribute that to the Torrid meteor shower, which peaked last night and very likely was the cause of that fireball that we've been talking about. Wow. So we're, I guess, fortunate we didn't end up with a result like they got in Siberia. We don't need any uh, giant craters in St. Louis. <laughs> Certainly we don't. But the one thing to remember is, you know, people are excited about this and it is something to feel good about. You know, while there is that off chance of some you know, big meteorite in the future, we've gotten really good at tracking asteroids and other things. And certainly there wasn't a big threat of that with this. Now, it seems like we had more good angles on this one than ever before. And I feel like it's partly because of all these surveillance cameras that people have on their porches. It felt like within minutes, dozens of people had retrieved clear footage of this. These were not people who ran outside with their cell phones. They just had stationary cameras out there. Is that kind of data changing our understanding of these events? Or have people like you always known what what these things look like as they're flying across the sky? Oh, you bring up a great point, and it absolutely is changing our understanding and certainly awareness, because not only do we have this footage, but we can share it practically instantly. Last night, different videos were going viral, and when I mentioned that Tunguska incident, you know, roughly 100 years ago, we still have many questions about it. What exactly it was, because... Not only did we not have cameras, but it was over Siberia. There weren't many people to see it anyway. But over the last you know, 10, 15 years with dashboard cameras on cars, with the surveillance cameras that people use at the front doors now, we've been able to catch those you know, fireballs and shooting stars that might have gone unseen in years before. Hmm. Now, I understand we're going to have another um, unique opportunity coming up here real soon where if people were interested in what they saw last night, um, they might be really awed by what's going to happen in a couple weeks. Tell us about that. Oh, absolutely. And this is a great opportunity where if you're excited about watching these videos, we've got something really cool coming up on the evening of November 21st, and it's pretty rare in its own right. It's the relatively unheard of Monocerid meteor shower, which is a mouthful. Um, but if you know the constellation Orion the Hunter, he'll be rising in the east in the early evening, and right in that same area along the eastern horizon, there's a chance that we're going to see a meteor storm. Mm. So if you've heard of meteor showers, this is sort of an outburst with lots of shooting stars. And it 
not going to last for long, but sometime between roughly 10.30 and 11 o'clock on the evening of the 21st, it's possible we're estimating maybe even seeing upwards of 400 meteors per hour, which is quite intense. Wow. So if people want to go out and take a look at this, they should just go to their backyards. We think it's going to be November 21st around 10.30 p.m. Exactly. And meteor showers and everyone to go to see them. It's a waiting game and you want to have luck on your side. But on our side for the 21st is the moon shouldn't be too bright or an issue for us. And if you just sort of make yourself comfortable, hopefully it will be a little warmer than it was yesterday and you'll get a chance of seeing some neat light shows in the sky. Will Snyder of the McDonald Planetarium, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. It's been fun. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.